thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundance life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impacts their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praise the Lord. Kingdom Adit. It's a joy to come your way at this time and to fellowship with you in your homes, wherever you may find yourself at this present moment. I want us to go before God, even as we prepare ourselves to receive the word of God. Bow down your heads as we sing. Be magnified, O Lord, you are highly exalted. Spirit of faith is stimulated in the name of Jesus. 
Let no man or woman tune in at this time. Return the same. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' matchless name. And the saints of God everywhere shouted an amen. All right. Come with me to the book of Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4 and verse number 5. 35 to 41. And then Mark chapter 5 verse 1. Mark chapter 4 verse 35 to 41. And then verse number 1. And on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Somebody say to the other side. And when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stand asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind. And said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Take note, there was a great storm. He spoke and there was great calm. I speak to every storm in your life. And I command calmness to come to it. I speak calmness to your body. I speak calmness to your emotions. I speak calmness to every area of your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and there was great calm. And he said to them, why are you so fearful? Why is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? I have good news for you this morning. That Satan, the winds and the elements, they obey, including coronavirus. They obey the voice of the master. And so wherever you find yourself, I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to come alive and let your faith be on the line because God is set to bless your life like never before. Can I hear an amen? amen. The Bible says in Mark chapter 5 verse 1, And they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarians. Jesus spoke to them and said, Let us go over to the other side. The wind came, the storm came, but the good news is that they all landed at the other side. The Bible said, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. We entered 2020 with the sure word from God that we are going to see the end of the year. And just as you saw the beginning of the year, you saw the 31 days in January. I prophesied to you that December 31st, you will see it. No matter what the atmosphere is like, no matter what the enemy is doing around us, you will see the end of the year. You and your family will see the end of the year. Everyone in our church family will see the end of the year. Everyone hooked to this broadcast on online will see the end of the year. In the mighty name of Jesus. This morning and the subsequent weeks, I'll be dealing with a subject I've captured, dealing with an enemy called fear. Dealing with an enemy called fear. I know that in this season, if there is any enemy which has become a global enemy, we are quick to point it out, and obviously it will be the coronavirus. But I came to announce to you that this morning, you need to put, get your perspectives right. The worst enemy we are confronted with is not the coronavirus. In as much as I admit it's an enemy, it is not our worst enemy. Our worst enemy in these times is the virus called fear. When you look at the Jesus with his 
disciples on the boat. The fear or the, the enemy of the disciples was not the waves, as great as the wave was, but the fear they had. So when Jesus rebuked the, the storm and the storms uh, became silent, he asked them, why is it that you are so afraid? Why is it that you are so fearful? You need to understand that in this season, if there is anything we need to be worried about and we need to uproot from our lives, is the enemy called fear. Fear is an enemy. Until you become a victim of fear, you may never become a victim of the virus. Fear is more dangerous than the enemy. No matter how protected you may feel, no matter what you do to yourself, use the sanitizer, wash your hands. But if you live under fear, Job was super protected. But when he gave in to fear, he became a victim. Satan could see that Job was super protected, super defended. But Job was living in perpetual fear. That's why in this season, I come against every spirit of fear from your life. You can follow all the protocols. But when you don't follow them in faith, but in fear, Satan can gain advantage of you. What is fear? The American Heritage Dictionary defines fear in two ways. One, it defines fear as an extreme reverence or awe as toward a supreme, uh, a supreme being or a supreme ruler. An extreme reverence or awe toward a supreme or a ruler. So when we say, we talk about that is fear in this positive uh, uh, sense. Fear connotes deep reverence, deep respect for someone that we revere or hold in high esteem. So you read the book of Romans, it says, let us render unto all men what is their due. Fear to whom fear is due. That scripture was actually referring to fear in the context of reverence. But the fear we want to deal with is the second interpretation or meaning the American Heritage Dictionary gives to the word fear. Fear is also defined as a feeling of alarm or disquiet caused by the expectation of danger, pain, disaster, or like, terror, dread, or apprehension. Now, fear is a feeling of alarm or disquiet caused by the expectation of danger. In this season, there is a, a sense of despair. There is an expectation of danger. People have all kinds of fears. They are, we are uncertain about tomorrow. We don't know. Today, we say we are told to stay in our homes. Tomorrow, we can't tell what is happening. When you look around the globe, you listen to the news. Everyone is saying their own version. And all of these things are sending shock waves, fear waves, terror waves, dread waves, apprehension, danger all around us. Fear. It's a feeling of alarm, disquiet, caused by the expectation of danger, pain, disaster, or like terror, dread, or apprehension. I want you to appreciate that fear is one of the commonest enemies we shall be confronted with in these last days. Fear is one of those commonest enemies. That's why I want to spend some time in the weeks ahead of us to help you to be able to put it in its proper context and know so you can deal with it and overcome it in your life. Come with me to Luke chapter 21, verse 25 to 27. The Amplified Version. It says, and there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars and upon the earth. There will be distress, trouble, anguish of nations in bewilderment and perplexity without resources, left wanting, embarrassed, in doubt, not knowing which way to turn at the roaring 
the echo of the tossing of the sea. Now, if you take time and go through it, you will see that all the things that the scripture is saying in verse 25, is, it, it just gives us a mirror of what is happening across the nations today. Nations, most advanced nations are in panic. Most advanced nations are, uh, are in perplexity. They don't know. They can't see their way forward. And everyone is wondering what will happen next. What is going to happen? These things bring about fear and anxiety everywhere we turn. Verse 26, it says, men snooing away and aspiring with fear and dread and apprehension, expectation of the things that are coming on the world. For the very powers of the heavens will be shaken and caused to total. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great, transcendent and overwhelming power and his kingly glory, majesty and splendor. Now, this is Luke's own version of Jesus' account on the signs that shall herald his coming. And one of the things he says is that, there is going to be a season of great fear. Why? Because there will be things that will be happening that will be enough to generate fear and chaos around us. The world seems to be walking in the valley of the shadow of death. And while everybody in the world is free to fear, you as a child of God must understand that even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are commanded not to fear. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The air we breathe is almost becoming a shadow of death. The places we go to are almost becoming a shadow of death. People we are familiar with, people who are friends, people who are family, are almost becoming a shadow of death. So everybody seems to find their level. People don't want to greet, people don't want, and all of those protocols are great. But it's simply because we find ourselves in a place that can best be described as the shadow of death. When we find ourselves in a place that can be described as the shadow of death, what does scripture enjoin us to do? Scripture enjoins us to do what David did. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Somebody say, I will fear no evil. In this teaching, I want to walk you through six important facts you need to know about fear. Six important facts about fear. One is the fact that fear is a spiritual force. Somebody say fear is a spiritual force. You remember, the American Dictionary, Heritage Dictionary defines fear, negative fear for that matter, as a feeling. But I want you to know from a scriptural perspective, fear is not just a feeling. Fear is a demonic force. Fear is not just an emotion. Fear is a spiritual force. In the book of 2 Timothy 1.7, he said, For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So, scripture admits that fear is a spirit. Let me tell you something. Fear is a spirit that originates from his father, Satan. The coronavirus is only a means of transmission. Fear is a real challenge. The coronavirus is a means of transmission. Fear is the real challenge that we have to deal with. If we can overcome fear, scientists will be able to discover. Scientists working in the lab, if they allow fear to overwhelm them, their ability to innovate, their ability to create can even be hampered. Fear is a spiritual force that 
Satan puts across to people. In the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 15, he said, For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption. Fear is a spiritual force. Number two, fear is contagious. Somebody say fear is contagious. Now, that's why it's important that you are mindful who you associate it, who you associate with, where you go, the, the people you listen to. Some of us are hooked to CNN 24-7. Some of you are hooked to all kinds of news media 24-7. And you are updating your system every minute. You go to join online to check how many people, what is the Ghana situation like? How is the world situation like? How is it going? Listen. There is one place you need to guard yourself against. And that is the things you are hearing in these times. Fear is contagious. Let me show you a scripture from Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 1 to 8. When you go to war against your enemy, the message version, it says, And see horses and chariots and soldiers from outnumbering you. Do not recall in fear of them. God, your God, who brought you out of Egypt is with you. And when the battle is about to begin, let the priest come forward and speak to the troops. He will say, attention, Israel, in a few minutes, you are going to battle with your enemies. Don't waver in resolve. Don't fear. Don't hesitate. Don't panic. God, your God, is right with you, fighting you against your enemies, fighting to win. Then let the officers step up and speak to the troops. Is there a man here? Who has built a new house but has not yet dedicated it? Let him go home right now. Lest he die in battle and another dedicate it. Is there a man here who has planted a vineyard but has yet, hasn't yet enjoyed the grapes? Let him go home right now. Lest he die in battle and another enjoy the grapes. Verse 7. Is there a man here engaged to marry who hasn't yet taken his wife? Let him go home right now. Lest he die in battle and another take her. Hey, that's a very serious one. Number eight is what I'm interested in. He said the officers will then continue. Is there a man here who is wavering in resolve and afraid? Let him go home right now so that he does not infect his fellows with his timidity and cowardly spirit. Somebody say fear is infectious. Fear is highly infectious. As much as coronavirus is highly infectious, fear is even much more. The 10 spies, 12 spies were sent to go spy out the land of Canaan. They went and they saw the land. 10 of them reported with fear. They came and they said the land is a very serious land. But the people there are giants. I'm sure that if they were like some of our uh, fear-mongering journalists, they will come and report, hey, see, People are dying. So many people are dying. The truth of the matter is that it is on record that this virus, as deadly as it is, is killing less people. More people are recovering from fear, from, from the virus, than more those who are dying. And in fact, those who are dying are said to be the aged. Italy is recording the highest death rate via the virus because it's said to have an aged population. So, you can hear things like that and begin to say, hey, the way people are dying in Italy, very soon all of us will die. It's not true. They came and they, they, they spewed out fear to everybody. And the Bible says, the whole nation of Israel, they have not gone to the land, 
But they lifted up their voices in Numbers chapter 14 and they began to weep, weep in fear. They wept in fear. They did not see the place, but the people who went and saw the land came to paint a vivid picture that made every one of the people who are not going to see the land afraid. Fear is contagious. Caleb and Joshua, on the other hand, decided they were going to walk in faith and not fear. And at the end of the day, everybody perished except these ones. If you learn to walk in faith, if you learn to function in faith in these times, no matter how many people fall on the side, 10,000 shall fall at that side, 10,000 at that right hand. But you and your family, it shall not come nigh thee. It shall not come nigh thee. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mind the company you keep. Mind the new channel you listen to. If they are not giving you objective perspective, or objective uh, news record, you don't have to, you have your t the TV is yours, the radio is yours, you can tune it to wherever you want to tune it to. Praise God. And I'm telling you, if there is a any better place to tune your radio, your TV, at this time, it's a place where the gospel of Christ is being preached. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you continue to hear news, 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 your fear will be weakened. I pray that you will tune your mind aright. Number three, fear is harmful. Somebody say fear is harmful. Fear is harmful. Never think that fear will leave you the same way it meets you. Fear is harmful. The Bible says in Luke chapter 21 verse 26, it says men's heart failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Fear makes people's heart to fail them. Fear makes people's heart to fail them. When you are afraid, your heart will fail. Fear is very harmful. Fear can harm you in four different ways. One, fear is harmful because fear attracts. Somebody say fear attracts. Fear attracts. Fear attracts. The things you fear, usually and normally they will be attracted to you. If you doubt, go and ask Job. God protected Job, but Job was afraid. If Job were living in our times, in spite of all the things God has said concerning our protection and our covering, Job was still confessing, yeah, this virus, anybody at all can catch it. No matter what you do, this virus, this virus. That was how Job was living. And he attracted what he was greatly afraid of into his life. May you not attract coronavirus. May the fear of the virus not bring the virus to your house. In the mighty name of Jesus. Fear can bring sickness. Fear can attract disease. Fear can attract death. Fear can attract accidents. Fear can attract poverty. Fear is an attractive force. Fear also is harmful because fear torments. Somebody say fear torments. If you live in fear, your life will perpetually be tormented. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 5. From when we were come into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. Our flesh had no rest. But we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fierce. Without were, he said we have no rest. There is no way a fearful person can be at rest. You have not gotten the disease, but you are almost freaking out as if you have it because of fear. Fear is deadly. Fear is dangerous. Fear is as deadly as a coronavirus. May fear be eliminated from your dwelling. In these times, many, many things will be playing out. Many scenarios will be playing out 
in people's mind. A lot of people are, are, are in great distress, great emotional distress, great emotional torture because of the many scenarios they are playing on their minds. What of if it becomes serious? Now we have 16. What of if you get 1,000? Hey, what of if they shut the whole of Ghana down? Listen, you can contemplate and a lot of ifs, what of ifs, what of, what of until there is no life in you at all. That's why this morning I came to cast away the spirit of fear. The same way your mind and the devil are lying to you, what of, what of, you could also be playing, what of if God intervenes? What of if the vaccine comes tomorrow? What of if uh, you get it and you recover? Think about those things. The Bible says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are just, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. The things we think about these times will affect or will strengthen or weaken our fear. Number three, fear is harmful because it ensnares. Somebody say it ensnares. Fear ensnares people. The Bible says in Proverbs 29 verse 25, he said, the fear of a man bringeth a snare. Anything you fear ensnares you. The Bible said, if you are not being for the Lord, Psalm 124, verse 1 to 8, if you are not being for the Lord who was on our side, and may Israel say, if you are not being for the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up as against us, they would have swallowed us up. Then the proud waters would have gone over our souls. He says, but blessed be God who are not given us as a prey to their teeth. He said, for the snare is broken and we are escaped. Nothing breaks the snare out of a man's life like the spirit of faith. When faith comes alive, fear dissolves by itself. He says, surely he will deliver us from the noisome pestilence. He said, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall he trust. He said, thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night. Nor for the arrow that fly by noonday, nor of the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. He said, A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right, and that's Psalm 91. It shall not come nigh thee. Turn to your neighbor and say, It shall not come nigh thee. Push whoever you are watching with and say, It shall not come nigh thee. And the worst of it is that fear, fear enslaves. Somebody say, Fear enslaves. Fear and slaves. He said, For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Nothing enslaves people like fear. Nothing keeps people in perpetual bondage like fear. Goliath held the nation of Israel to hostage. 40 days, nobody could lift up their heads. And because the man managed to put fear across, fear can put you in hostage. In your own environment, Ben Johnson said, he said, there is no greater hell than to be a prisoner of fear. There is no greater hell than to be a prisoner of fear. May you not be a prisoner of fear. Number four, fear gives Satan advantage over you. This is number four. I was just talking about how harmful fear can be. Those were the things I talked about. Now I'm talking about number four. Fear gives Satan advantage over you. You must understand that we serve a God who works by faith. God functions by faith. Satan functions through fear. And we need to know how to operate. If you want God to be on your side, without faith, it is impossible to reach out to God. If you want Satan to work against you, then allow fear to thrive in your environment. Fear activates Satan. Faith activates God. Fear activates Satan 
and deactivate God. Faith activates God and deactivates Satan. Who do you want to have activated around you? Do you want the power of God activated around you or the power of the enemy? Fear is one of Satan's principal tools that he uses against us. Don't forget, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. He said, lest Satan should get advantage over us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Satan gained advantage over Job through the spirit of fear. He will not have advantage over you in this season. He won't have advantage over you in this season. The temptation to fear is common and real. That is something that you need to understand. It's a very common temptation. You are not the first person to be afraid. The feeling of fear is not the challenge. Living a life of fear is a challenge. You don't have to become a prisoner of fear. The temptation to fear comes to everybody. Jesus himself was afraid at one point in time. The Bible says that who in the days of his flesh, Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7, who in the days of his flesh, after he had made strong, he offered prayers and supplication with cries and tears that to him that was able to deliver him from death, in that he feared. Jesus himself suffered the temptation of fear. And the Bible said he, is, he was tempted at all points, but he never gave in to fear. You remember, when they were coming to arrest him, he had overcome his fear. So he asked them, who are you looking for? They say, I am the one. Then he availed himself for them to arrest him. The fear of death had no power over Christ. And I pray that you will live about the life of fear. Yeah. Apostle Paul said, within were fears, without were uh, weakness, but within were fears. Paul also confronted fear. But in all of this, you must understand that they never allow fear to overpower them. You see, being tempted to fear is okay. But allowing yourself to be overpowered by fear is not the right of you as a child of God. Somebody give me an amen. amen. John chapter 16 verse 33. He said, these things I've spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. That's why it's natural for people to be afraid because in the world troubles abound. All kinds of challenges like the coronavirus we are dealing with. It's one of the challenges that, one of the many challenges we encounter while we are on the earth. But in the midst of it, God assures us not to be afraid. The third point, fact I need you to appreciate about fear is that you have what it takes to overcome fear as a child of God. You and your family have what it takes to overcome fear. The Bible says in 1 John 5 verse 4, it says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. If there is anything that is going to help you overcome these challenging times, these uncertain times, these fearful times, I want you to know that it's nothing else but faith. Faith in God, faith in his word, faith in the promises of God. The Bible says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. He said no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper, including the coronavirus. So your faith in the promises of God, your faith in the word of God must be absolute. Why? Because everything you put your trust in can fail. The washing of hands can fail. Sanitizers can fail. But there's one thing that never fails. And that is faith in the word of God. Faith in God. The Bible said, all things shall pass away, but my word shall endure forever. I want your faith to be steadfast, unmovable in God and in God alone. Praise God. David said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. 
From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. I want you to know for certain and without a shadow of doubt that no matter what is happening around us, you and your family will survive this. I like it. When you read the Bible again and again, it said, and it came to pass. Coronavirus will come to pass. The same way SARS came to pass, it shall come to pass. The same way Ebola came to pass, it shall come to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you are at this time, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I can't guarantee your ability to survive these times. Because the Bible says very clearly, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. The only people who have what it takes to overcome the world in these times, they are not the advanced nations. If you've watched the news, you realize that all advanced nations are at risk. Some of them, their medical institutions are being stretched to their limits. They, they, they are unsure of the future. If there is only one person who can overcome these times, is a person whose hope and refuge is the Lord. Maybe this morning you are listening to me online, you are watching me online, and you want to say, Pastor, I want to come to a place. I want to come under the shadow of the Almighty. For he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You want to make the Most High your shadow. You want to make him your resting place. You want to make him your Lord and Savior. This morning, I want you to bow down your heads and pray this simple prayer of faith with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this moment. I call upon you. Your word declares that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Today, I call on your name and I commit my soul, my spirit into your hands. I invite you, come into my life, be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you that today I'm a brand new man. I'm born again. My spirit is regenerated. My spirit is recreated. Thank you that I'm a new creature. Thank you that by faith, I'm an overcomer. In Jesus' precious name. Father, we thank you. We bless you for these souls that have given their lives to you today. We pray the Lord, they be established and rooted in you. And if you pray that prayer, I want you to uh, call any of the numbers that is rolling on the screen. And then uh, uh, let us be in contact with you. We want to reach out to you and help you continue your walk of faith with God. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord causes his countenance to shine upon you. Amen. The Lord watch over you and preserve you. Amen. The Bible said, He that keepeth Israel shall neither sleep nor slumber. May God, who neither sleeps nor slumbers, preserve and protect you and your family. Amen. I declare that in this season, the air you breathe is blessed. Amen. The places you walk to are sanctified. Amen. The mark of the blood shall be a perpetual mark of protection over your life. Paul said, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the mark of the Lord Jesus. I declare and I decree to every coronavirus, let no coronavirus trouble you. Amen. Because you, you, you bear in your body the mark of the Lord Jesus. You are blood bought, you are blood mark. That's, that's why no satanic arrow shall be able to find you in these times. Walk in peace, walk in faith, walk in boldness, knowing that in all of this, you are more than a conqueror. You are blessed. We look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Join us. It's going to be a, a wonderful time of prayer and exhortation. Look forward to seeing you and your family. Invite your friends and family to join you as we fellowship online 
week after week until the ban hopefully is lifted. The Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. Kingdom Addict. Kingdom Addict. Let's take our confession together. For I am born of God and I overcome the world. And this is my victory, even my faith. Surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. You are blessed. Fakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Fuakwa, please call 540 or 204 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza. Opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. <laughs>